how to change a habit. Wouldn't you love to have a seven-step formula? That's what we're talking about today on episode nine. You are listening to the Bring On Balance Show, and I'm your host, Karen Wilson. Self-awareness unlocks greater potential, and on this show, we visit tools and strategies that help you tap into that power and step into the life balance on your terms. Let's begin. The fact that a lot of times when we have a habit, it's triggered by other things. So let's just start talking about it, okay? So first off, habit is something that is done without thinking about it. There are good habits and not so good habits, but usually they have a trigger attached to them. I don't believe that we were born with habits, and I do also believe that we have the power to change them. We actually have the power to change anything. I think that once we know, it's again about the self-awareness, once we know the patterns and the things that are unlocking those triggers, then we're able to replace the triggers. Does that make sense? Sometimes people feel like they don't want to fill in the blank or change a habit because they don't have motivation. Although motivation does play a little bit of a part, it doesn't play the part that we we think it might play. You know, like a lot of people say that they're not motivated enough to get up every morning and go outside for a walk. Or a lot of people say they're not motivated enough to quit smoking yet. And it's actually not as easy as saying that it's motivation. See, motivation is brought on by a decision to change something in our surroundings. So think about that for a second. A decision to change something can be as simple as standing up to get a second cup of coffee or as big as cleaning out the clutter in the closet. It, it is a temporary feeling. It's, a, it's a, more of an emotion than a thing, right? But it does have a strong fuel source if it is accompanied by why you're doing it. So for example, really wanting to change a habit or really wanting to get up and get yourself another cup of coffee. Motivation is brought on by a feeling of what you want. So when you think about motivation, and a lot of times people are like, I don't have the motivation. I, I, wanna, I wanna tell you, you do. You just need a strong enough reason why to activate that motivation. Because every time you feel as though the motivation is not there, all you need to do is remember why, and it might help to trigger that unlock of the change. Does that make sense? I see you nodding your head. It does make sense. So where does discipline, you know, fall into this? Discipline is the follow through on the motivation. So it's the recognition of the motivation and the actions that follow even after the emotion of motivation has long since fizzled. So for another example, you've probably heard this example before. I certainly didn't create it, but we all, obviously, we didn't come out of the womb brushing our teeth, but we don't need to be reminded to do it. We just do it. So the reward of that is is freshness and confidence of a clean mouth 
and low dental bills. And it's just something that we do all the time. You know, like, I don't know if you've ever like gone through half the day and you're like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot to brush my teeth. And the reason why you feel that is you don't feel the cleanness. You can't like rub your tongue along like your teeth and, and, and feel that cleanliness. And, and it's just like, what, what's, the next thing you want to do you want to run to the bathroom and brush your teeth or at least get some mouthwash in but the good okay here here we go the good news is all habits can be created or broken so today we're gonna stay on the topic of breaking unhealthy habits and it's time to g- grab your pen and piece of paper because this is a template and these are things that we know we can't go on forever like when we're talking about the habits that we want to break, the habits we want to break are the things that we know we need to change. Whatever it is, big or small, we know we need to stop, but it feels overwhelming or in some cases impossible. So this is where I want you to get out a pen and a piece of paper and know that there are seven steps. Step number one is to identify the problem habit. So, uh, for example, I'll, I'll give you my own habit is that instead of going out for a walk or instead of, you know, writing down what I'm grateful for in the morning, I've been going to social media and that doesn't help me set up my day. It's like, it's like a spillover. It's like an unhealthy habit, um, in the morning routine that I've established. And so that's something that, I want to change. So number two is to decide. So I'm deciding, I've decided that I want to change that. Number three is to identify the triggers. Well, for me, it's it's the trigger, like, I don't know what it is. The trigger is that I feel as though that's the first thing that I need to do And so my trigger would be grabbing a glass of water and drinking it, which is a healthy habit, but I need to, instead of connecting that to grabbing my phone and looking at it, what else can I do? Well, I can grab a pen and a piece of paper, write down my thoughts of what I'm grateful for. So identifying the trigger is important that it's just that glass of water, right? When I quit smoking, the trigger that I had that triggered me to want another cigarette um, was first thing in the morning, I would pour myself a cup of coffee and I would add my cream and my sugar to it. And with that coffee, I really wanted to have a cigarette. Like the taste of it, the texture, all of it triggered me to want have a craving. So in order to solve the trigger, which is number four, the solving of the trigger, it means a replacement or a solution or a complete termination. So I spoke of it before when I said that my problem habit right now is going straight to my phone. I'm going to replace it by writing something down that that I'm thankful for of that day and that will solve the trigger. When I was quitting smoking, solving the trigger meant that I started to drink my coffee black. And just that small change 
was enough to stop the craving because the texture was different, the flavor was different, and there was no way I was going to quit smoking and coffee all at the same time. Number five is to set a date to stop the habit. Number six is a follow through. So you, you make sure that you follow through. Again, when I quit smoking, this was the biggest one. I set a date for 30 days in advance. I told everybody that I was going to do it, and then I followed through, and I did it. Number seven is to reward yourself. So rewarding yourself, that, that could be many of different things. So for, for example, when I quit smoking, my reward was I would go shopping and I knew how much I was spending on cigarettes. So every week I would you know buy myself an article of clothing because when I was inside in the mall, I was in a smoke-free environment and that was super duper helpful for me too. So as you're thinking about this, I want you to remember that this template can be used with any habit. It does not always go in order though. So sometimes it's a different case. I'm gonna share with you an example of when my son was a little over two, another habit that we helped him break. Um, but first I wanna remind you that you can always find the link to everything um, in text form in the show notes below the show. So I'll make sure that the post that has the seven steps is linked below this show. And there's also a video I did on it too that will be within that link. So getting on to another example of how I saw this work. And, and if you have a little one or a, there was a mom to a little one at one point, you might identify with this. Certainly bringing this um, story about really brings fond memories. My kids now are, um, well, my son is turning 23 and my daughter's 22. She's my stepdaughter, but I call her my daughter because it feels more like that. Um, it's always nice to go back into the memory bank of when they're young, even though it's really nice. I do have to say I'm enjoying empty nesting um, because I think a lot of it has to do with our kids are so independent there we're so proud of them getting back to the example when my son was a little over two it was time to let go of his nighttime bottle so it was a habit that I let him develop and it put him to sleep every night but as he got older for obvious reasons it had to come to an end so the trigger of of what when he needed his bottle was bedtime and this was a really tough one to break because bedtime cannot be avoided and there really weren't any replacements as a mom i knew that i was about to face agony and guilt and you know discipline myself while i would listen to my boy cry every night um, at bedtime and I didn't really think it was going to be fun for anyone involved. I had to help him decide because when when you want somebody to change a habit, it's a lot easier if that person decides to change their habit rather than, um, you know, just telling them that they have to change. People really need to come to that conclusion themselves in order for change to be done, um, but when you're parenting, it, you gotta kinda 
you know, sometimes force the change. So how do you get a two-year-old to decide? Some might call this manipulative, but I led with the reward. So we set a date to have a bye-bye bottle party. Every morning we looked at the calendar to see the day approaching and I reminded him daily that he was a big boy. So he didn't really need the bottles anymore. So every time I gave him one, I was like, ah, well, you know, you are a big boy. You don't really need this. So I was planting the seed and the idea there. Um, then the time came to say goodbye and I lined up his three bottles and his nipples and I asked him to put them in the garbage bag that I was holding open for him. Together we marched down to the apartment complex dumpster at the time we lived in an apartment complex. I crouched down to look into his big, big excited green eyes and I reminded him that the bottles would not be coming back into the house. So he nodded and he raised his arms for me to lift him up because of course he can't reach the top of the dumpster. And I lifted him up and we said bye-bye bottles and then he threw the bag into the dumpster. As I put him down, I asked him if he was okay. And he said with this big excited voice and his eyes just lit right up, he said, I'm a big boy now. So. All of those seeds that I had planted, he, he, was, he was kind of thinking about that himself already. So we marched back up the stairs and we proceeded to have the cake. But it wasn't bedtime yet, right? So what happened? Well, that night at bedtime came the trigger. I knew it was coming and, and then I had to follow through. He asked for his bottle, of course, and this was the last time he had ever asked for it because he quickly remembered. And as I tucked him in, he smiled and he said, I'm a big boy now. There were no tears, there was no agony, and there was really no looking back. He had decided, because he had had enough warning. So if, if there's anything that you can take away from this is that if a two-year-old can change a habit that they really don't want to change, What's really stopping you from changing the thing that you are thinking about changing? Some things might be harder than others, but I'm telling you, I've used the same formula for everything from quitting smoking to nighttime snacking, obsessively weighing myself, being late. There's so many things that this very one thing have helped me to change so that I could just, you know, be a better version of myself. I'm not changing me. I'm just kind of changing the things that I don't really like about myself. Um, and, and I think that we're allowed to do that. And the more self-aware we are about the things that we can change that will make us happier, creates a happier solution for more than just ourselves, I think. So whatever it is that you need to do and you want to do, you know you have to do, you hold the power. If you think you can't, then I'm here to tell you, you are wrong. You got this. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Uh, please leave a review if you have a moment. And it's kind of how my tip jar gets 
filled. I love hearing messages from you. As always, I will leave a link to um, my website below and some of the things that I would love for you to join with me, like the 1000K Club to get in the habit of moving daily. Speaking of habits, uh, inside the program there is a walking for fitness program and a learn to run program. And the thing is, is that it's just about moving forward. It's not about a race. It's not, it's, it's about getting clarity and moving our bodies and getting outside more. So I hope to see you there. And thank you again for being here. Have a great day and uh, we'll talk soon. Bye for now.